everyone. Welcome to the Preacher Chick Podcast. I am Stacy, the Preacher Chick, and today is day 346 of reading the Bible together every day this year. Today we're moving into the three letters from John. Um, we believe that these letters are written by the Apostle John, the Beloved, the John, the son of Zebedee, um, the one who is in close relationship with Jesus. Um, although there are many schools of thought as to um if this is that John or a different John, not John the Baptist, but maybe a different John that followed Jesus. Um, But overall, scholars, theologians tend to give authorship to John, the son of Zebedee. Um, We're going to begin with the first two chapters of 1 John today. We're also going to read Psalm 36, and there is an overview video from the Bible Project that I encourage you to take the time to watch and listen to. Let's get going. What was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have observed and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life, that life was revealed and we have seen it and we testify and declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. What we have seen and heard we also declare to you so that you may also have fellowship with us and indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with his son Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light, and there is absolutely no darkness in him. If we say we have fellowship with him, and yet we walk in darkness, we are lying and are not practicing the truth. If we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we are not deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we've not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. My little children, you know what, I'm going to go back to that. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. I I understand. Well, let me say it this way. On one perspective, you read this just plainly. I think this is referencing admitting our need for a savior. So if we've not been walking with the Lord already and that kind of thing, that initial coming to Jesus, so to speak. At the same time, I hear so many people, so many schools of thought that kind of say, well, if, you know, it's this once saved, always saved kind of concept. And if you're saved, if you've truly given your heart to Jesus, you will never sin again. And while I I kind of understand the the thought process in that um, you've been set free, you've been redeemed, that If you're walking with the Lord and you're growing in your relationship with him, the desire to sin should be less. That being said, um, temptation never ceases to exist. And because we are not perfect human beings, because we are still um, have a human nature, um, the thought that we could never sin, it it terrifies me because I think that's arrogance. Um, Look at Peter, look at John. Um, or not John, look at Peter, um, specifically, um, his denial, his betrayal. Um, I think it's possible to love the Lord so much and still make a mistake. Um, the beauty in that is the grace that is abounding to us again, like Paul said, so does that mean that we sin? No, 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 absolutely not. That's not what I'm saying, but But to say that we have never sinned or to say that we may never sin again, to me is so arrogant and um, not a true um, 
not a true representation of understanding the gospel and who Jesus is. Anyway, I could bog that down and I don't want to. So let's move on. My little children, I'm writing you these things so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the father. Here we go. This is the meat of it right here. Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He himself is the atoning sacrifice for our sins and not only ours, but also for the whole world. He's writing to believers and he's saying these things, which tells me it is not impossible to think that we may make a mistake at some point, even if you're trying so hard to live for the Lord. We still live in a sin fallen world and we still have a, a flesh nature to us that we are, you know, like sacrificing daily. We're laying on the altar daily. We are allowing the Holy Spirit to sanctify us daily. And so it's a, it's a, it's a progress and it's not something that is instantaneous. It's a process. Um, it says he himself is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, not only for the ours, but for the, also for the whole world. This is how we know that we know him. If we keep his commands, the one who says I've come to know him and yet doesn't keep his commands is a liar. And the truth is not in him. I'm going to say, I still think that a, a mistake doesn't mean you don't keep his commands and know him. It means you made a mistake, which is why grace is abundant. But whoever keeps his word truly in him, the love of God is made complete. This is how we know we are in him. The one who says he remains in him should walk just as he walked. So we can know him and we can be in him. Dear friends, I'm not writing to writing you a new command, but an old command that you have had from the beginning. The old command is the word you have heard. Yet I'm writing you a new command, which is true in him and in you because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. The one who says he is in the light but hates his brother or sister is in the darkness until now. The one who loves his brother or sister remains in the light and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But the one who hates his brother or sister is in the darkness, walks in the darkness, and doesn't know where he's going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. I'm writing to you, little children, since your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. I'm writing to you, fathers, because you have come to know the one who is from the beginning. I'm writing to you, young men, because you've conquered the evil one. I've written to you, children, because you have come to know the Father. I've written to you, fathers, because you have come to know the one who is from the beginning. I've written to you, young men, because you are strong. God's word remains in you, and you have conquered the evil one. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride and one's possessions is not from the father, but is from the world. And the world with its lust is passing away, but the one who does the will of God remains forever. Children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, even now when many Antichrists have come, by this we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. However, they went out so that it might be made clear that none of them belongs to us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all, all of you know the truth. I've not written to you because you don't know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie comes from the truth. Who's the liar, if not the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This one is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. He who confesses the Son has the Father as well. What you have heard from the beginning is to remain with you. If what you have heard from the beginning remains in you, then you will remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he himself made to us, eternal life. I've written these things to you concerning those who are trying to deceive you. As for you, the anointing you received from him remains in you, and you don't need anyone to teach you. Instead, his anointing teaches you about all things, and is true, and is not a lie. Just as it has taught you, remain in him. 
So now, little children, remain in him so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know this as well. Everyone who does what is right has been born of him. And Psalm 36. An oracle and within my heart concerning the transgression of the wicked person. Dread of God has no effect on him. For with his flattering opinion of himself, he does not discover his iniquity. The words from his mouth are malicious and deceptive. He stopped acting wisely and doing good. Even on his bed, he makes malicious plans. He sets himself on a path that is not good, and he does not reject evil. Lord, your faithful love reaches to heaven, your faithfulness to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the highest mountains, your judgments like the deepest sea. Lord, you preserve people and animals. How priceless your faithful love is, God. People take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They are filled from the abundance of your house. You let them drink from your refreshing stream, for the wellspring of life is with you. By means of your light, we see light. Spread your faithful love over those who know you and your righteousness over the upright in heart. Do not let the foot of the arrogant come near me or the hand of the wicked drive me away. There, the evildoers have fallen and they have been thrown down and cannot rise. That's it for today, friends. Be sure to come back tomorrow as we continue to read the Bible together. See ya.